the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Total Financial Hour is brought to you by Total Financial Solutions. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arif Halabi. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Think you like our new song? Yeah, that's kind of nice. Uh, listen, we're we're here to talk about your family's financial life. Doesn't have to be painful. Doesn't have to be a you know a dramatic event in your life. But it does have to be something you pay attention to. It's no different than if you have a slow leak in the bathroom or you have a slow leak behind the washer and dryer. And yeah, it's just a slow leak. It's a little. What can a little drop of water do? Right? Yeah. Ask me about that. After a few dollars and fixing a small little. Uh, I guess a little coupling, whatever they might call it. Uh, Sure enough, uh, major damage. Your financial life is no different. You might have debts that that go through the process. You might even have fees that just slowly eat up your accounts. Say, what is 1%? What is 1.5%? You forget that those little fees eat up everything over time. They can eat up everything in your account. When you add some losses in there, you add some some fees and some costs and M&E charges and expenses. Look, so the idea isn't for you to uh, oh, I live perfectly, right? It's not to have a house that doesn't have a, a, a thing wrong with it. It's to understand what you have, deal with it. If you have an account that has a little bit more risk, understand that. Have a little bit more safety off to the side. If you say, oh, I want it just in case for emergencies, well, you got to have an emergency account. So we're going to get into all of this and... Uh, what I want to talk about today from a format standpoint is we have a few different sections. I'm going to go over the pension story of the week. I've decided every week to bring you something that's happening in the state of California in the last week or two that is designed to impact, affect your pension. Now, we're talking about government pensions here. They're a little different than private pensions, and here's why. Because a private pension has certain rules it has to follow and doesn't get to just raise taxes. A government pension, eh, hey, a bad year, no problem, raise taxes. <laughs> hey, it's no big deal, just raise it. Call it a service fee. And they can make decisions and changes because they have the entire world of workers in the state or the city or the county, whatever the, the pension is set up to be. And they can, in turn, take those dollars through force, right? Pay up or you go to jail pay up or you don't get to eat dinner, pay up or you don't get a gallon of gas through taxes. You know, it's so much more difficult to rob people with a gun and a knife. You go to jail with that. But become a politician who uses guilt and shame and the government to go out. Listen, it's not for you. It's for the children. It's for the children. Who's against children? You know, it's for older people, senior citizens. You notice that if they ever use those words, my kids will tell you when we were, when they were younger, we'd watch TV and it'd be that season, right? When all the commercials, proposition, whatever. And as soon as you'd see children and puppy dogs and a nurse smiling, go, wow, who doesn't like nurses? What do you mean, older people? Look at that lady. She's smiling at me. Isn't it so sweet? So I'm going to vote yes. I don't even know what it does. I, I didn't pass the eighth grade in English, right? Because I went to LA Unified. So, so you're sitting there trying to figure out the legalese in these propositions that are written by lawyers. And you understand, they're the same people that go on and write some of your financial paperwork that you get in the mail every 13 months. These are the same people. They all know you don't understand it. They know that. 
That's why it's on that really thin Bible paper, right? Onion skin with the gray writing. And they give you, they give you stuff in one part of the paperwork and they take it away in the other. Look, I'm all for speculation. You want to take a chance. You want to make money. Great. Nothing wrong with that. But when CalPERS, right, that's one of the pensions in the state of California, California Public Employee Retirement System goes by CalPERS. A little bit of background. If you work for any agency or city or county, they can contract with this pension company. Now, CalPERS pension system works like this. Let's say you work for the city of Pasadena. And the city of Pasadena says, for every hour that Arif works, uh, we're going to put in $1.25 into his pension. Now, listen, I'm going to oversimplify it. So I get your emails. I get your calls. Oh, Arif, it actually works with the actuarial square root of using the dividend and derivation of, I'm going to keep it simple. Okay? Hey, Arif, every hour you work, we're going to put $1.15 in this pension account. And as long as between the age that you achieve and the years of service, as long as the combination of those equal 85, then you will receive, but you have to be there a minimum of 10 years, then you will receive oh, 1.5% of your pay for every year worked. All right? A little bit of a formula, but they're not dumb. They've done the math forward, backwards, ups and down, and they did it specifically so that they knew that no matter what, you would figure it out. All right? Here's the challenge. You get to that part, and all of a the sudden they counted on you only living, oh, I don't know, till age 65 or 68. You go, Arif, 68, people are just getting started in their 60s. Yes, but that's not the way the old plan worked. The old plan had a, a life expectancy called Social Security, which is an annuity, if you will, and they said, we expect you to only live. We're going to take money from you. We're going to take money from your employer. Because just like CalPERS, the employer puts money in. Social Security, I employs eight people. I put money in. My employees put money in. Together, we cross our fingers. And at age 62, at least, hopefully they could get some of their Social Security. So the way CalPERS works, money is put in by you. It's put in by the employee. And if there's anything left over, like, oops, sorry, there's not enough then the city or the county or the entity will put money in to bring it up to whatever minimum funding. So in other words, there has to be enough money to pay everybody that's what's expected. So officials and experts consider a funded ratio, which means it, this pension can achieve 80% of its needs, its expected needs. A lot of them go, ah, these are the people that would be putting it in, right? No, you know what? I think 80 is good. Who needs 100% funded? So they say 80% is you know their, their entity. Now they say first, and this is the Government Accountability Office. This is the accountants, the overseers, the watchdogs, nonpartisan. Their report says, hey, we think it's about 80%. And they say because of this, first, it's unlikely that the public entities are ever going to go out of business or even cease operations. Now that can happen with a private company. So there's always going to be the mechanism, the means, i.e. the taxes, to take from you over the next 30 years. Okay. Now Jared Miller writes a book. It's called Debunking 12 Pension Myths. And in a 2012 Governing Magazine column, right, he says that 80% pension funding is ridiculous. Now I put the ridiculous in there. And he says, here's why. It needs to be 125%. Meaning it's not quite half, but it's about two-thirds of what's needed. Meaning you have to pay, your bills are $10,000 this month. You have six grand. Eh, we're going to borrow the other four. It's no big deal. Why? Because have you seen the limits on my American Express and my Visa? I can take out whatever I want. And by the way, did you know I have $600,000 equity in my home? So I don't need to worry about my spending. I've got plenty of money. According to this, uh, this article, Miller said pension funds should be 125% at the peak of the market. 
Now here's why, because in the last 14, 14 recessions since 1926, <laughs> what is that? 14 recessions since 1926, a pension plan that is 100% funded ends up losing 20% of its value, sometimes more. That means you dip right back to where you started and you're upside down again. A plan funded at 80% could easily go back down to 65%. That means, you guys, that what's needed for your pension to last, there's going to have to be some pain. I don't know where. I, I don't know who's going to make the decision. You've heard me say it before. If you're in your 70s, probably don't expect a change or a problem. It's just the way it is. The people will feel sorry for you. You're old enough. They're not going to make any decisions. Whatever their rationale, don't expect to change if you're in your 70s. But if you're in your 50s or 60s, maybe even early 70s, but certainly 40s, 50s, and 60s, here's what I think is going to happen. This is just Arif, the financial guru. I've got my little Swami hat. I've got an envelope held to my forehead. We're going to play that make-believe. You guys remember that, Johnny Carson? All right. Simple enough. Here's what I think. I think they're going to have to reduce benefits. Now, they will do it one of two ways. They will either not give you a pay raise and inflate the currency. So $2,000 today is not going to be 2000 in five years, 10 years. They will make pay raises a normal thing. So when a guy or a gal working for a county or city agency used to make 50000 a year, they will make eighty. Now, you will think that's a good thing, but here's what happens. You have to contribute to your pension. How will they make you contribute to your pension? Well, they're doing it already with the, pay, with the percentage. So in other words, you have to contribute, let's just make believe, 10% of your pay, and you make 50000 a year. So your portion is $5,000. Uh, Eric, we, we had a strike, and we got our union, and we did a five-year contract where we're going to get 2%, 4%, 3%, 1%, 2%. Right? You know the numbers. I was part of the uh, LAPD pension thing for a little bit when I was a policeman. Right? I was part of the shop foreman for many years. So we know the numbers. And here's what happens. Your pension sits down and says, hey, you know, by the way, we're going to get in the next however many years, your 50000 becomes 80000 How much do you contribute now to your pension? 10% or $8,000. Now, here's the other thing. They're going to have to make 10, in my opinion, become 15. If you want your city, county, state pension to do well, you're going to have to put in probably 15%. Now, that's painful, but it's the only way to make it work. 15% is already being put in between me and my employees to Social Security. That's why it's 15.3% between all of the numbers, Social Security, disability, right? 7.62 and 7.62. Now I go some I know some goes to the state disability and etc. But if they want social security to last, they're going to have to tax the, the employee more, no question. And if you want your pension to last through the downturns, we're going to have to put in a greater amount of money, no question. That's my second. And the third thing I think they're going to do besides raising uh the, the contributions by you lowering benefits or not giving you a pay raise. The third thing I think they're going to have to do, and this is no question in my mind, they're going to have to raise taxes. Now in California, who has the money? Poor people? Homeless, the 58,000 homeless people? Have you driven around Orange County? Have you driven around LA? The Valley? How about San Bernardino? How about that that uh, place out, what is it, Lake Elsinore or Salton Sea out there somewhere? Slab City, I think they call it. In the middle of building something and they didn't get past the cement slabs and there's tents. Entire villages. It looks like grapes of wrath. At all-time record high. We had eight years of an administration who did nothing but said you were a victim, feel sorry for you, let's take money from these people and let's spend it and buy a, ourselves stuff. And instead of telling you, you get nothing unless you get up off your fanny and go to work. Oh, that's so mean. I know. I'm so sorry. You have to go to work, or at least you did at one point. So do I. 
So instead of being a little bit more forthright about, hey, folks, you know what? It's probably time that you get up off your duff and get to do the, mm, We're taking money from people. So here's what I think. People with money, upper middle class, middle class, are going to leave. And they will take their income and go somewhere else. They're already doing it. Now, they'll keep a vacation home, a condo here. They'll come back and forth, visit their kids. They might spend five and a half months here. I don't know. So what will they be able, what will they only have money uh, or, or the ability to tax, to take money from you? I think it's property. Era of props 13 was settled. You're not going to get seniors vote and they stand up. You got it. Did you see the debacle called Obamacare when that went through? Thank you, uh, Justice John Roberts. So wink, wink, nod, nod. Let me tell you what's really happening. This isn't really a fee. I mean, a tax. It's a, it's a fee. It's a, it's a tax. No, no, no. It's a fee. No, no. It's a tax. So when John Roberts had to put words into the mouth of the lawyers from the government trying to substantiate Obamacare, the lawyers said it was a fee. Well, government doesn't have the right to impose fees. Not willy-nilly like that, but they do taxes. So John Roberts said, well, this is really a tax, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Yes, it is, isn't it? I think they're going to do the exact same thing. I think they're going to fee your property. A user fee. They're going to charge you a fee when you want to do remodeling. And that is how they're going to fund, in my opinion, these pension crises. It's so out of control. Here's a good example. A wave of pension cuts began in November 2016 after a tiny Sierra Sierra Mountains town named Loyalton. Now, Loyalton has a population, you ready for this? 695 people. <laughs> a little tiny town. 695 people. It's a city in Sierra County, United States. In 2010... The population was 769. They went down from 862 in 2000. And as of 2016, there's less than 700 people in the town. Now, that's nice, right? Cute little quaint town, whatever. They're probably not staying or they're dying. And why does that matter? Because the city workers, the city said, we are going to join CalPERS. Because a city or a state can choose to join this pension. And based on the benefits they want to give their employees, there's a schedule that comes up. And the schedule says, okay, if you want Mary Smith to be able to be there for 25 years at that pay, this, this, you need to put in a million dollars a year. All right. But when people leave the county or the city, and the lady or guy didn't die at 68 or 72, and they're still alive and they're still taking money out, the city or the county has to pony up more cash. And the money that they had to put up, I think, was somewhere in the neighborhood of $3 million. Now, they put in a little bit, and they were short $1.7 million. Because there is a termination. Sorry, you know what? We can't afford to keep, keep pace. CalPERS says, no problem. You have to pay a termination fee. You thought your cell phone fee was bad. This little town had to pay $1.7 million. The pensions of five former employees were cut by 60%. The city began payments to re- retirees to replace the difference. So what happened was the city said, listen, we, we can't afford that $1.6 million. There's only five of you former employees, so we'll be able to you know, pay the difference. Now you might say, Arif, I'm part of L.A. County. I'm part of Orange County. San Bernardino, you know how big that county is? By the way, San Bernardino filed bankruptcy in all intents and purposes. So did Stockton, California, Mammoth Lakes, the state of Rhode Island, Detroit, basically. The state of Illinois is all but bankrupt. California just has more, you know, we just applied for more credit, so we have more credit. So this is important to know because what it does for you when you are a retiree is the people that are still working are going to have to pay more money. Can you imagine somebody in law enforcement who used to work his old partner who's retired and who has an amazing pension and is who knows where he or she is, and the partner is sitting there with six years left to retire, and they say, well, we're going to have to fee you more money because the employees have to put in more cash. 
And you're saying, well, that's not right. Why are you changing my rules? Well, tough luck. So that is a huge change that I see coming around the corner. Here's another one. I want to, okay, you got that? It's important. You have any questions? Give me a call at 999, sorry, 888-99-RETIRE. 888-99, early, sorry. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847 on the Total Financial Hour. Okay, I'm going to continue here with a uh, next section or the next part of it, the client fee or the risk, the loss of the account of the week. Because every week, without fail, unless I'm off or sick or something, we, we're meeting with folks that have accounts, they have fees. In this case, the client had a variable annuity with Lincoln National. They had fees of 2.9% per year. Now, she says she was told she could receive a guaranteed payment of 500 a month. That was true. 500 a month. But she was also told she would never lose the principal. That was not true. She was also told the fees were $65 per year. That was not true. Now, this is what she says. I wasn't sitting in the conversation four years ago or eight years ago when she started this account. No, no, no. She heard one of our shows, so she decided to ask a few more questions. She said, Eric, you talk about a free, whatever, phone call. Yeah, listen, if I can help you, I'll tell you I can help you. At least you need to know the questions to ask. So we fill out a little form. It isn't me giving you advice. It isn't me making a a plan for you out of some phony made up. No, no, no. It's very simple. We asked the questions that when Lincoln found out about this, boy, did they get on the horn to the broker. And we called the 800 number. You don't have to talk to the broker because the broker always uses a song and dance. Uh, You know, at least in many cases, we've heard that, a little song and dance show. So you call the company directly. Go around them. It's an 800 number. We're professional. It's a recorded line. They can't lie. And they tell us. We ask the question. Fees, oh, $65. What's the M&E charges? What's the rider charges? What's the internal expenses? You see, those are all the same thing. If it's a fee or if it's a tax or if it's a rider charge, for you, it leaves your pocket. That's where we call a bad day. It leaves your pocket goes to their pocket. Now, I don't know if the broker is an amazing guy and owns the company or or if he is somebody who is new, so they don't give him all the money and they, they split it with his supervisor. Or, I, I don't care. I don't, I don't know if you should. I don't think so. It just leaves our hand. So we did the math. And we found out she was paying 2.9% of fees on nearly $400,000. I'll help you with the math on that. That's almost $1,000 per month. So she's receiving 500 and the broker and his firm were receiving nearly 1000 a month. Not only was she paying fees she didn't want, she didn't know she had, she was losing her principal each and every month that the market went backwards because there's a debit against it of 1500 now, sometimes they charge the fees quarterly. Uh, for simplicity, I'm, I'm saying monthly, but sometimes they charge them quarterly or annually. They're, they have different fees that are taken out in different ways. But this is the aggregate of the fees. 1500 a month, 500 to you, 1000 for them. Is it any reason or any, any idea why when you call these people, they're angry? Instead of trying to solve a problem, they're angry because you are taking money from them. Because you don't understand. I was playing golf last week. And I still made fees from your money that you and your husband worked for years ago. No, he's not going to tell you that. But This is important because for those of you that live by percentages, I think that's a little trick that the industry does. They use percentages and square roots. and oh, It's only 1.2. You're like, oh, 1.2. You don't spend percentages per year, per month. You spend dollars. I don't care, Mr. and Mrs. Broker. That's, that's great. Listen, I want you to make a living. I'm okay with that. The problem is, don't tell me something that isn't true or conveniently leave out other parts. That's not right. So in the end, for those of you that live by percentages, that's an annual loss of about 4.5%. That means if you make 10% this year, you actually only make 5.5%. If you lose 10% this year, you actually lose Fourteen and a half. I'm not even adding in the compounding effect. So 
you're always starting the race 10 feet before the starting line. It's no wonder it's difficult. And in a lot of these accounts, people don't want them. Now, for some, I'm sure it might work. I just haven't found any yet. I'm sure for some, they've been explained exactly the way it works, and you're okay with that. Great. That's not how I've, I've not found that. The most I've seen out there are the Jackson Nationals, the Lincoln National, MetLife, uh, Pacific Life has, a, has, in my opinion, one that is uh, feed out of this world. So, look, sometimes it's right for people. I, I have to give you this, this disclosure because I'm not talking to you face-to-face, so I don't know your plan. I don't know your scenario. But you better sit down with somebody. If you'd like it to be us, you can always give us a call during the middle of the week at 888-99-RETIRE. Give us a call on the show at 888-99-RETIRE. And stay with us as we come back after the break. Uh, break. We've got company regulatory stuff and solutions for you. Some, some Ponzi schemes that are out there as well. These are some big ones, guys. Wait till you find out what's happened in the last few weeks. I'm Eric Hallaby on the Total Financial Hour on your place for news, talk, and information. This is AM870, The Answer. higher income strategy. Learn from Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher. All right, welcome back to the show. The total financial hour. That's me, Eric Hallaby. 888-99-RETIRE. I'll get the number right. 888-99-RETIRE. Uh, you can write this down. 888-997-3847 because it works all throughout the week. Uh, right now we have it diverted to the studio. So if you have a question, you can give us a call. And then, of course, during the week, we, uh, we're at the office. Uh, 8 to 5. Sometimes, and most oftenly, we, uh, we go to 6 or 7 o'clock there at the office. It's been a busy uh, season for us with taxes and uh, folks trying to fund their retirement accounts and, and do various things. Look, there are many different companies you can choose that are honorable and decent. I will never tell you we are the only one that can only do this and only do. No, we are one of probably many different folks that specialize in different things specifically related to safety. That's our job. I'm not, my goal is to not be an expert in everything. You know, whenever you deal with anybody in any industry, like, what do you do? Oh, I'm a general contractor. Well, that's great. I need you to, to plumb this. Uh, plumb, well, you know, I hire plumbers. Okay, but can you help me with this electricity? Well, you know, uh, I hire electricians. You wouldn't hire the electrician to do your plumbing. And chances are pretty good if you're hiring a general contractor, they probably came from something, laying concrete or doing something. But you wouldn't trust them to do everything Right? You would say, well, I need experts in each one of those areas. Not because they're bad. It's because they're, nobody can be an expert in everything. They might be good, but not great. And it's no different than, than going to a doctor. We are specialists. We are a brain surgeon. That's all I do. You come in with kidney problems. That's not my thing. A podiatrist, nope. Orthopedic, not me. We both are financial professionals, so just be cautious whenever anybody or any firm says, we are good at everything, all the time, everybody. Use your gut instinct, right? Trust yourself. You know that that sounds a little fishy. And let me share something with you, because this is kind of important. Big companies will sometimes have bad actors. It doesn't mean they are bad, right? It doesn't mean if, one, if a big company had a problem, the, the, the person who's three supervisors above them probably didn't even know that guy's name. Right, but, but the whole company can go down and have a problem in the media and, and, and issues that uh, it kind of stinks. All right, yep. So we know that happens. So I'm going to share some company names with you, not because I want you to think that the entire company is bad, because that's not true. But I want you to know because even if you work with a large company, there are bad actors inside. So don't think, oh, just because I work with Merrill Lynch or Morgan Stanley – and I work with the vice president. Hey, P.S., everybody's a vice president there, right? You know that if, if you're there more than a few minutes, I think it's more than six months, three months, depending on their own. But if you work with clients, they call you a vice president, basically, or you're an assistant. You're not really, there's no, or a new guy, new gal. Hey, just started, no problem. Hey, I've been here for eight months. You're a vice president. So that's okay with me. I don't care what you call yourself. Grand Poobah, it doesn't matter to me. And just know that, that the company itself 
sometimes has to take the, the heat, right? You see the president of United Airlines comes out. He, he wasn't on the plane dragging this person. But it doesn't mean you're going to always have a great experience with United Airlines. Here's Merrill Lynch. They're back on the list this time at the Securities Exchange Commission. And Finya, FINRA, they were censured, they were busted, if you will, for a total of $26 million over its anti-money laundering policies and procedures. That means $13 million each. Here's the problem. They didn't have a system in place. Now, you might go, oh, that's kind of interesting. That's, that's so bureaucratic. That's so behind the scenes. Yeah, it is. Here's another one. FINRA expelled. FINRA is the Financial Industry National Regulatory Agency. Okay, FINRA. They handle securities. I'm not securities, so we're not part of them. But if you were to be a part of them, if you were to handle uh, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, that's, the, that's one of the groups that watch you. Right, make sure you do things correctly. They expelled Red River Securities. It's a small firm in Plano, Texas. Why? Because and they barred its CEO. Well, only because they were fraudulently selling five oil and gas ventures. Totaled somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty-four point six million dollars in restitution to companies, uh, to customers. You heard me talk about Woodbridge Securities, located in right here in, in Southern California. And some brokers sold that, some that, are, that advertise on the station. They said, oh, this is a good thing. We were approached by this company probably in the last couple of years, three times maybe. And I told you before, it's a math problem. All I had to do was open the, the calculator and say, you're paying this much commission. You guys, and I just made up a number, you're going to probably have to have 2 or 3% for yourself to manage your, to pay your own bills. You're paying the client 5%. That means you start the race at 88%. By the time you pay commissions, you pay the client, that means you have to go out and invest this money and make at least back to the 100% so everybody breaks even. So you're telling me that in a 12-month period of time, you can expect to make 10 or 12 or 15%? Folks, maybe once or twice, right? Your, Your cousin Guido needs some money. Hey, buddy, listen, here's the deal. You know, Louie wants to take, no problem, Louie, I'll give you $10 million, you give me back twelve. All right. It's a short-term loan. But if you are a successful business owner, you're not going to borrow money from a place that's going to eat up 10 or 12 points in one year. It's just a math problem. And if you're not, then you need the money, no problem. I'm not saying we all don't fall into hard times. Absolutely not. But if you have a business model for 15 years and Woodbridge Securities comes along, it's a $1.5 billion scheme called a Ponzi scheme. $1.5 billion for 15 plus years. The guy would buy big fancy houses, flip them, put paint and stucco on some of them, try to make another million, 10 million. Not for the purpose of paying everybody who were, who were the investors, but just for the next investment or the next scheme. So I just want you to be cautious. Here's a few things that I want you to be careful of. The Securities Exchange Commissioner, uh, Commission has a list of Ponzi schemes that are out there and how to avoid being taken. So here's a couple of things. Number one, it's called the Retail, by the way, it's the Retail Strategy Task Force. So their job is to make sure that you, as a senior especially, are not in their uh, crosshairs for these scam artists. You spent years saving, investing. You know that you're about, I don't know, done with working. Any financial company. This is kind of a good lesson. And listen, go back to trusting your gut. You've heard me say this before. I think you have a better shot at trusting your gut instincts, at least the first time, right? You, You feel something's up, something's wrong. Maybe they're just not right for you. Maybe not be bad, but something may not be right. Here's a good example. You've spent your whole life working for something, and you think some financial guy or gal are going to make you rich. Now, listen, I, I'm, I attend conferences in Vegas every once in a while. It's where they are, right? Everybody from around the country comes. It's, an, it's a place that we go. I don't ever walk by the craps table or the roulette table and look at somebody putting their money down and saying, this guy's financial plan includes red. <laughs> he, he's a, he is expecting to hit whatever number. 
You wouldn't do that. But you are speculating just as much or even more so when you take a financial guy's word that he's going to make you rich. That's not their job. Their job is to, should be, our job, is to keep you from going broke. Get reasonable rates of return over time. Don't expect home runs. You're not going to get 20s and 30s percents. It's not going to happen. With them, if their job is to make you rich, then ask them one question. How long have you been doing this? Their shoulders will go back. Their chin will go up and they will say 15, 20, 30 years, whatever. Great, 20 years. So why are you still doing this if you can make everybody else rich? Wouldn't you do it to yourself? Wouldn't you make your wealth, your, your family, your mom and dad rich? If you could make them rich. So just trust your gut instinct. Our job is to keep you from going broke. It's to protect your principal. Be very careful. If a Ponzi scheme is giving you numbers in today's interest rate environment that are guarantees more than three and three and a half percent per year, I would be a little bit suspicious. It still might be real. No problem. But just be careful. All right, here's another thing I want you to use as a gut instinct, right, as a double check. When they say you can have high returns with little or no risk, they might give you 15s or 20% returns, but what's the risk? Well, who knows? They say nothing. But I'm telling you it could be huge because unlicensed and unregistered sellers right here in the United States, if they're selling securities. Sometimes people will say, Eric, I found this Ponzi scheme. I'll go, let's take a look. It is uh, you know, Joe's Coffee Shop. I'll say, well, look, Joe's Coffee Shop is not a security. It's not an investment. You're not buying it anywhere. It's just your friend Joe wants to say, hey, you want to be partners with me on a coffee shop. So I'm not a lawyer. I want you to double check with one, but I have a feeling this is probably not a security. It is just your friend saying, let's be partners in a coffee shop. So there's a line there that you have to be very careful. And you always should be checking with attorneys or, or CPAs if you have those questions because overly consistent rates of return is what Bernie Madoff did where he said, oh, every year, it doesn't matter, come heck or high water, high years, low years, because the, the one trait that a Ponzi scheme perpetrator has that is overpowering more than even greed is the desire to be liked. So these men often, we had one here, Gold Feather Realty in uh, Santa Clarita. Yeah, it was a female. She had the same thing. She wanted to be liked. I think that was $14 million. We called that as a Ponzi scheme at least six months before she got taken down. And we said, listen, part of the... the, the uh, personality flaws of those people is simple. They want to be liked. And when you want to be liked, you go through a process in your life where you do whatever you can for people to say, you're so awesome. You're amazing. And that's that consistent rates of return. Whenever they tell you they can never lose. Oh, the economy went bad, a recession in 2008, no problem. And we're still getting positive rates of return. For us, it's simple. You will get zeros. You're not going to lose your money because it's not in the market. But you're not going to make any money because you didn't make any money. Unless you took money out, you don't go backwards. So just know that. Right? There, nobody's ever going to tell you you get a guaranteed rate of return. Listen, a variable annuity is not a Ponzi scheme. But the trait that I see that kind of, in my opinion, rides the line when somebody comes to me and they say things. Now, I don't, always, I don't say this. It's not my place because this is their life. Eric, I get a 6% guaranteed rate of return and I pay $45 a year. I go, not true. I know, but you don't understand. This guy is a really good... I go, listen, it doesn't exist. No such thing. If it did, you realize when I spoke earlier in the hour, the pension system used to have a 7.5% rate of return. We can make everything work with a 7.5% rate of return. And you know what happened? They didn't make it. Even last year, they didn't make it. And then the next year, they said, oh, we're going to have to lower it to 7%. If we can get a 7% return. Now, experts are thinking right now they're going to have to lower that even further. Maybe 6.5, I don't know. That means 
if you're telling me that your company, that uh, the variable annuity you have, your retirement account, can get a 7% guarantee for $80 a year or whatever, why wouldn't the entire California pension system fire everybody, give the money to that big insurance company, and say, you're giving us a guarantee of 6%. That's all we need to make the pension work. They would save millions and millions of dollars in salaries, and they would achieve exactly what they needed. Or maybe it's not true. Every week we're going to come to you with a different uh, pension story. CalPERS was this week, specifically. Wait till next week. I think you will be shocked. If you're an educator or know somebody that is, I think you're going to be shocked at how the CalSTRS system, uh, in my opinion, is not telling you the full story. Uh, I don't know. To me, listen, I think everybody needs to know, hey, listen, there's a hole in the boat. Hey, hey, folks, there's a hole in the boat. So we're not going to party right now. We're going to try to fix the hole in the boat. Instead, they're saying there's nothing to see here. Just go to the front of the ship. It's a great view. Wind is in your face. Eh, go have a glass of champagne. And behind the scenes, everybody's pretending to fix the hole in the boat. And you see some of the brokers, and they're taking the candle, candlestick and throwing it in his back pocket. And you see the other broker, you know, she's throwing some silverware in her purse. And they're like, oh, you just, you know, we're fixing it, we're fixing it. No, you're taking fees from these accounts, and you're screwing it up. We've got another story coming on one of the highest great, uh, great institutions of higher learning right here in the United States. Wait till you hear of a recent mistake they made. Quote, mistake. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, your pension's not going to be. Sorry. But at least mine will be. Sorry. Come on, people. You heard me talk about overly consistent rates of return. If you or, or someone you know who's been pitched an investment with any of these kinds of red flags that the SEC says, report it to them. Now, they are overburdened, no question, but they will get to it, especially if they, say two, if they see consistent two, three, four, five consistent people saying, you know what, I've seen this again, I've seen this again. We saw this once before. It was called the, uh, wasn't the Breakfast Club. It was called, uh, where, where you have, you raise up the ladder, right? You start with uh, hors d'oeuvres, and then you move to the salad, and then they call you the entree, and then the dessert. I don't know if you, we've seen this come and go a couple of times. And it's a Ponzi scheme where you put in money, you bring in six people, and then they put in money, and you move from the uh, hors d'oeuvre to the salad. And it's usually a, a bunch of ladies that are involved in it, but occasionally there are men as well. Oh, it's harmless. It's harmless. And let me share with you something. We see this a lot in minority communities, Korean communities, Vietnamese communities. They don't trust banks. So they have their own internal lending system. And there's usually a guy. And they sit there. And they take this. Yeah, these are pyramid schemes, by the way. And they sit there and they say, why don't you give me the money? Oh, you need money to, bo- to borrow for a nail salon or a dress shop or a, a donut shop? No problem. Now, there's some admirable parts to this. You pay back the group, so the group supports the group. Nothing wrong with it. It's how banks started. The problem is, you're going to see more and more of these folks turn up. Here's one, a Ponzi scheme aimed at seniors. This is recently. It's called the Life Pay Group. Two defendants conducted an alleged Ponzi scheme that targeted seniors and their retirement savings. The Life Pay Group was alleged to have offered investments investors unregistered promissory notes, telling them that their money would be used for real estate investments and generate high rates of return. According to the complaint, these defendants only invested a very small portion of it, and they stole roughly $1.3 million to pay for their own personal expenses. It's amazing. You think these people don't have mothers or fathers or grandparents. I don't know. How about this? Investors would get paid revenue from high interest loans paid to third parties. Does that sound familiar, Woodbridge? In reality, the money was used to offer uh, to pay old investors their money. And often they encourage you to not take your money out. Oh, why don't you let it roll? That's how the casino wins. The casino doesn't win when you are up 20% and you walk with your money. They say, why don't we double that? 
And the little greed guy inside of you goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. This could be it. I could be like that lady up on the screen or, or on that big poster, that, that couple that are smiling with a brand-new Corvette that's red and a bunch of money in their hands. All right, we've seen that. You always wonder. And, you know, part of the deal, I think, is if you win, you gotta, uh, you have to agree to have your picture taken and be part of their little, little uh, uh, marketing campaign. All right, whether you're a senior or someone looking out for a senior, I want you to know the signs of a Ponzi scheme. Steer clear. I think those might have been called progressive dinners, by the way, when I was talking about the breakfast club, you know, where you, you move your way up. It's not quite a progressive dinner like a group of friends. You go from place to place. This is a, a uh, internal uh, meeting. Money is put together. You put in $100, and eventually you take out uh, $1,000 once you get two people who get two people who get, right? Pyramid schemes, simple enough. No product or service is changed hands. Just the fact of bringing in a new person. That's a pyramid scheme. All right. So here's some of the things that I want you to focus on as we finish up this hour of the program. If you need an an, if you want an answer for some or part of your money to keep it safe, if you're not sure if you're going to get reasonable rates of return, if you're not sure if you can actually retire, we just did this for a couple of, of police officers in the last week. We looked at their numbers. We looked at the math. We did the math. I said, here's what we can do for you if you want to take some of your money out of the risk part of the world. And here's what we can give you. And I said, is that enough for you to retire? He said, that's amazing. That's more than enough. Then great. You come out with $600,000 extra in your account. Here it is. You can have some of that generate income because it's the money that you've had. And now you can retire in your 50s and not wait till your 60s. Sometimes you don't just retire and sit in a rocking chair waiting to die. Sometimes you have something else to do with your life. Purpose is very important. You're going to hear me talk more about that in the coming weeks as well. I'm going to give you real-life examples of clients that have found purpose outside of their work once that phase of their life is over. How do we make sure? Very simply, Total Financial Solutions, Arif Hallaby, that's me. We only work with companies that are in the A-rated category, and we expect reasonable rates of return somewhere between zero and 10, maybe 12. That's it. Nope, you're not going to earn more. Arif, what if the market does 75%? Nope. Nope. Company's going to make more money. You ever walk into a bank and say, uh, before I give this to you, I want to know exactly who you're going to lend my money to, what their credit rating is like, and tell me what Visa or MasterCard. Which one is it? B of A? Chase Bank? What are you going to do with my money? You don't do that. You say, hey, here's my $10,000 for my CD. Thank you. My deposit, you can deposit your check. Right? You're going to sit there. You're going to talk about these things. Very simple. Because part of what happens is most of the time, you don't realize that a bank has expenses. Ah, shocking. How can that be? Hey, guys, it's very simple. They're going to make a certain interest rate, and they're going to pay you less. And they keep the difference. Because when you walk into a bank, you're not writing a check to the security guard. You're not writing a check to the teller. Hey, bank manager, here's 50 bucks. No, no. You know that they're going to lend it out in, in whatever form or fashion and pay you less. Insurance companies work the same way. They take your money. They pay you a fee. Uh, they pay you an uh, a, uh, interest rate. And they are, go out, hopefully, and make more money. And because insurance companies, especially the ones we deal with, have been around for decades, some, some centuries, we expect them to do well. Insurance companies don't lose. I don't know if you've ever seen that, right? If you've ever had a car insurance claim, insurance companies don't lose. They're not built to lose. Well, these are our A-rated companies. We say, listen, you need to have liquidity. I don't want you to put all of your eggs in any one basket, mine or anybody else's. Six to 12 months of your expenses. That's it. Keep that in checking, savings, emergency, money market, whatever it is. Keep it liquid, accessible at any time. That's very important. And don't use college fund money for retirement or retirement for college. The biggest mistake I see, and I see it over and over, including two days ago, is when people want to use their retirement accounts to pay for their daughter or son's college. That is not the job of the money. You will pay massive amounts 
of taxes and fees that you didn't, because it's not, you're not using it for the right thing. It's like using a screwdriver as a hammer. Uh, you could probably get the nail in, but it's an inefficient tool and you might even get hurt. You use the accounts, like the emergency account is for an air conditioner or a new roof. The retirement savings accounts that we can do is get predictable, reasonable rates of return and protect, uh, and protect your principal. That's pretty important. And that's why Total Financial Solutions is here for you. Give us a call at any time at 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us this hour of the program. We're going to be here every week at this time. Uh, Coming to you with the pension stories and problems and issues, and we have it all for you. And we thank you for being with us. I'm Eric Hallaby. This is your place for news, talk, and information. The Total Financial Hour. Don't forget, you can go online, stream us online anytime, anyplace on AM870 The Answer. We have our own uh, uh, app as well, of course, right? Every every week at this time. Thanks again. I'm Eric Hallaby on your place for news, talk, and information. AM870 The Answer. The Total Financial Hour. Now Arif has a plan. The Total Financial Hour is brought to you by Total Financial Solutions. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.